go into your motivation. Keep going to it until it becomes a strong determination. Strongly feeling that determination that it infuse your whole being. So that you can even say, even your body has that determination. And the way to bring about the objective of this determination is through meditation. holding on to that measure of clarity of how only through meditation will you truly bring about the objective of this determination. And just holding on to those, bring your attention to the body, and let the body find that posture, that place that is naturally conducive to meditation without trying to force the body. Just let the body find the posture that is both comfortable and stable. Bring your attention to the legs. attention to the hands, elbows not too far, not too close, shoulders even, relaxed, back, naturally straight, comfortable and stable. And from the position of the back, feel a sense of confidence arising in the mind through the body itself. Center your head and neck. Let the mouth, teeth, tongue rest in the natural places so the jaws are not clenched, the lips are not too loose, the 
tip of the tongue touching slightly the back part of the upper teeth. Start to feel the sense of ease arising in the body, affecting the mind. Let your eyes find that place that is conducive to meditation. For some, opening the eyes is conducive. For others, closing them. And yet others, leaving the eyes half open is conducive to meditation. yourself fall into that sense of ease. And gently without forcing the mind to focus, without controlling, without being too worried about distractions, bring your attention to the breath. Simply know that you're breathing in as you are breathing in. Know that you're breathing out as you are breathing out. No further intentions to control the breath. No further intentions to force the mind to focus. Don't even concern yourself with what to do with distraction. may be present in mind, there is also the presence of awareness of the breath, knowing that you're breathing out as you are breathing out, knowing that you're breathing in as you are breathing in. So in the very background is that determination, almost holding everything together. In the middle, there's the awareness of the sense of ease. being aware of how it is in the body and where else you experience it. And in the very foreground, awareness of the breath. Be aware of the flow of your very awareness itself as it follows the breath, from out-breath to in-breath, back to out-breath. Notice the continuity and have the intention to keep this continuity unbroken while you follow 11 cycles of breath. Again, don't concern yourself with forcing the mind to focus. As long as there is the awareness the knowledge that I am breathing in as you are breathing in, I'm breathing out as there is breathing out, then you are doing your job.
sense of the shift and the sense of ease. Be aware of how that sense of ease we felt at the beginning of the body, how it is reflected in the breath, how it is further reflected in the mind. And let this ever deepening sense of ease be the platform upon which you will continue your meditation. Let it be like a sailboat taking you deeper to more profound states of meditation. Again, bring your determination to the foreground of your mind. Knowing the reason why you want to meditate. Knowing how you're going to make an attempt to get closer to that goal with this very session. Focus in the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows at about a prostrations or an arm length distance from you. Holding on to that determination, ask yourself, what is it? Who is it? In dependence upon them, will I absolutely achieve this goal? upon whom will I infallibly be guided to this goal. And start to feel the very presence of this very infallible guide. The very embodiment of what you're aspiring to achieve. Appearing directly in your presence to guide you. Find within you that measure of conviction that this is exactly what is at the present. No matter what that measure of conviction may be, hold on to it. While holding on to that measure of conviction, that the actual means, the actual infallible means to achieve your goal is in presence. So show your reverence and your mind prostrate. on to that measure of conviction and knowing that the actual infallible means to achieve the objective of your determination is present. Completely entrust yourself. Strengthen your faith in the goal you seek, your capacity to achieve it and the fact that you're being infallibly guided there. being guided there and take refuge place yourself under the protection guidance
finally get measure of conviction. You wish to express your gratitude for finally the actual means is present. So you make offerings. Think of things that makes you happy that you own. Offer them. Think of things that no one owns that you makes you happy. A landscape. Sunrise and offer them. Or think of things that exist only in your imagination that makes you happy and offer them. Holding on to that measure of conviction, the actual need is present right in front of you. your conscience to remove the obstacles to this session that you're about to do. Admit your faults, the actions committed under the influence of your faults and weaknesses, knowing that these become the actual causes for whatever problems you are experiencing and will experience and have experienced. Then again, take refuge. Seeking strength, protection, and guidance. Knowing that you cannot fully rely on your habits. Present habits. of your taking refuge, taking protection, feel a sense of lightness, sense of strength. Now make a promise to restrain in the future, thinking of a definite period of time. If your capacity is a moment, then promise to restrain for a moment. If it's more, then according to your capacity, make that promise. And that sense of lightness is further strengthened. You feel even a bit lighter. Then think of something to do to make up, to negate the potentials left in your mind stream from those regrettable actions of the past. something that is in accord with the true nature of reality.
slight shift. Might be aware. Might be aware of a slight shift of a sense of lightness, a shift in consciousness from the sincerity of those actions you just took. Let your mind take great joy. Rejoice. And feel the refined state of the mind as it rejoices. And deliberately further refine the state of mind by continuing to rejoice in goodness. Yours, others, no matter what the measure of that goodness. Let your mind take great joy. of clarity, the mind of rejoicing. It's quality of tranquility. And from within this state of mind, let your heart embrace all beings. Look at their conditions problems that they are forced to endure, the happiness that they are desperately looking for that keeps eluding them, and that compassion and love go out to them. them in this way, strongly wishing that they can be free of their problems, strongly wishing that they can be truly happy. Turn your attention again to that infallible guide in front of you, that bright presence. of this embrace, when you focus on your infallible guide, you become aware of this vast ocean of enlightened beings, so through your infallible guide, you're connected to this infinite ocean of enlightened beings. them as a true source of refuge. We beg them to come into the lives of these beings who are suffering. Come teach them how to truly end their pain. Come show them how to find true happiness. And stay in their lives for however long it takes until they are truly free, truly happy.
know that connected to this sentiment, all-embracing sentiment, concern for the welfare of all, is the reason why you're about to do this meditation. So dedicate the power of the strength of the merit you've gained so far the success of your meditation. May there be a palpable, discernible step forward. Your understanding be deeper. May the mind gain greater clarity. May the heart embrace further. focus in that space in front of you, that bright presence, and find again that measure of conviction, the actual means of achieving this is right there in front of you, not some in some different dimension, and in some abstract form, but actually present, and wishing to be closer ask that this bright presence, your infallible guide, comes to the crown of your head and feel that bright presence now above your head, holding on to that purpose, holding on to your determination, a conviction, your strong wishes to be free of your obstacles for this meditation. May you lose your fears, your hesitations that are binding you. May you lose the views that are misguiding you. May you have clarity. May there be stability. May your mind not be prone to distraction. As you make these wishes strongly, Feel a wave, a shower of blessing pouring from the heart of your infallible guide above your head, freeing you of your obstacles, filling you with the realizations you seek.
again, calling your determination. Being closer is not the means through which you will achieve your goal. Your aspiration for closeness transforms into an aspiration for inseparability. Let this aspiration grow, grow, until through this very power, intensity of your aspiration for inseparability, the bright form above your head dissolves into a point of light, becomes the very substance of your determination. See and feel that point of light descend through the crown of your head. See and feel it merge with your mind within your heart center. And in whatever way you understand inseparability, hold on to it with affirmation that you have achieved inseparability. attention back to the breath. And through the breath, become aware of the body again.
Just make yourselves comfortable. Right. Uh. Oh, first of all, welcome. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk a little bit further about uh, specifically about the implications about uh, the realization from, uh, if we come to that realization that we talked about uh, last, last week. When you are seeking uh, wisdom, when you're seeking the true nature of reality, and you go through the various levels of uh, being interested, and through some sort of intellectual understanding, and you keep going, keep going, until you see that uh, at the very, the very depth of that, we come up with that uh, realization. Okay. Now, the the implications. One of the implications that I wanted to uh, bring to mind is that uh, if you have, if you hold that as a view, and if you uh, try to act from that understanding, uh, whenever you encounter uh, problems, whenever you encounter situations that requires you to act in such a way where you, of course, you want a particular outcome. And if you can somehow uh, place your faith in that view, then you will, you will sort of uh, be free of anxiety and at the same time uh, strengthen your, your conviction about how if you act from that view, if you act from that conviction, then definitely you will see the, the, re, the result that you're going after. Now that, uh, the true nature, what you can say is that principle that allows for any phenomena to exist, that principle that, uh, that makes it possible for anything that exists to exist that principle being itself love, uh, you can, if you, if you sort of take that as your point of reference or your starting point, it will at least free you from uh, the hesitations that you might experience, the hesitation of uh, holding, on to in, holding on to the intention of wanting to benefit others. Uh, the, the hesitation that might come up oh, that's a weak point that's a weakness uh, the hesitation that come that might come up that am I really going to benefit anyone am I really going to benefit myself knowing that ah this is at the actual principle that allows for anything to exist now I am in perfect ali- alignment with it definitely I'm going to see a result and but this time I'm not going to see a result that I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to see a result that is unwanted but I'm actually going to see the result that I'm going after. Okay. Then you can be free of that sense of acting out of love is a weakness. Acting out of love is a is a uh, is you will not really get what you want if you act out of love, and and vice versa, uh, vice versa, vice versa. <laughs> the that sense of conviction that makes us act out of, out of afflictions, that little bit of conviction that 
if now, to make this really happen, I have to be, have a little anger here. To make this really happen, I must show, I must uh, uh, bring a little harm to this person. Okay? I have to, uh, and that little conviction that that strength, that's how things really get done. That, that, little, that, le- that undermining, uh, that underlying conviction will be weak. And you will no longer depend on it. And you will see how, uh, li- little by little, how this is not how you actually get what you want. Something will come out, will come out of it. A result will come out of this, uh, holding on to this as, as a motivation for acting, for, for, for implementing an action. But it will not be the result that you're really looking for. And uh, look at it this way. There's a particular result that you want. And you have an understanding that uh, for any result to come about, they must, you, must put into, you must put into motion the, prop, the proper causes that will bring it about. And you have this level of, this view of how things come about is how it is connected with uh, this principle of love. Then, when you want to act out of uh, the way we humans sort of can uh, understand, can express love, or it's a wish for, for, so that the other can be happy. It's a wish, it's a, it's a concern for the happiness of, the, of, of someone else. It's a concern for the self as it is seen, as it is appearing from, as a other. Okay? And when you act out of that, and you completely allow yourself, completely surrender to that, uh, to that perspective, to that uh, motivation, and holding on to the view that it is that principle that allows things to happen, then you can act now with further comf- with confidence. And you don't have to have those doubts in your mind plaguing you, are you really going to get what, you're really looking, what, you, what you really want? Are you really tapping into what allows things to manifest? That doubt will no longer plague you. And you will as you are acting, as you are implementing the, the causes and conditions for, what you, for the result that you want, you will be free. You will be free of anxiety, and you will be free of that part of the mind that is, at the same time that it is implementing the cause, it is at the same time grasping to the result. Uh, and, that, and that leads to uh, the anxiety that we experience, that sense of discomfort that we experience when we are implementing something that sense of, am, am I, is this really going really to happen? Am I, am I really going to get the result I want? So this kind of anxiety, this kind of fear, this kind of doubt, you are free of it. So in a sense, as you are implementing the, 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 what is really going to get the result, you're happy. And already you achieve a level of, of result that you want. In the implementation, you're happy. You have a good result already. And and knowing that you are completely in tune to how things manifest, with just that level of conviction will allow you to let go of is it happening, is it happening, is it happening, is it happening, it's sort of like a, a babysitting the causes and conditions to make sure that they bring about the result. Okay, so saying, no, we're not doing it right, you have to move a little bit to the left, 
so you know, stop and move a little bit to the right. You don't have to do that kind of baby sitting anymore. You have that conviction it's going to happen, and you just let it go. And you know you're going to get the result. And not only you're going to get a result, you're going to get a wanted result. And the thing is, you just have to completely allow your motivation to be for the welfare of another. And holding on to that conviction acting out of that conviction. I am doing this convinced that the other would be benefited. And knowing that it is connected with the very principle, the very reason why anything exists. Now, uh, you can see how uh, those two, uh, what you might call the, the view about the ultimate nature of reality, and then this, I guess, uh, for lack of a, uh, of a better term, this motivation for acting, how they are perfectly one thing. Love and the true nature of reality is one thing. It's one non-phenomenon, one, one element. It's just one. You're talking about really talking about one, the same, the same thing. Okay. And I'm not. And again, re- remind yourself. Uh, this is not the kind of a sentimental kind of love that we sometimes experience as some, 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 some sort of weakness. Really hold on to the uh, level of conviction that you're actually tapping into the very power of, of existence. Okay. Uh, um, I think I forgot that term. Tolerating? Is that? No. It doesn't mean. It doesn't have the same meaning as in French. Uh, if somebody's doing something that is harmful to themselves or harmful to someone else, someone else and you let it get happen. Well, you don't call that tolerating. Enabling. Right? Tolerating. What was that? Tolerating? Yeah, because you're not American. You said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in Spanish, you'll be. You'll be tolerating. Yeah. But it's not like that in English, right? No. Tolerating, right? Tolerating has a completely different meaning. Tolerate. It's not quite the same as English, no. Overlooking? Overlooking? Accept. Accept. What, what, what was that? Enabling. 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 Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like basically facilitating them. Facilitating, yeah. Yeah, enabling. Okay. Condoning. 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 I think that's more of a uh, of that, that the verb part. Okay. Yeah. So condoning. So when you see someone doing something 
that is harmful to themselves, harmful to others, and you're not doing it and you just allow it to happen. That's, this love is not condoning evil. Okay? Or they're happy, you know, let them continue to do it. That's not love. That's not love at all. And, and, in, and, and unfortunately, we, we connect that... Oh, condolence? No, that's something else now. <laughs> Come. Condonation. <laughs> Whatever the noun is <laughs> for condoning that word, <laughs> uh, allowing that to happen, con- condoning uh, bad behavior, where the person is gonna, uh, the result of that behavior is gonna be harmful to, to uh, some sort of suffering for that person, even though they may be enjoying themselves. Okay, uh, we. Uh, have this uh, we've developed this wrong view of love as being as, you know, we connect that as, as, as loving that's why we, we hesitate to, to you say oh, should we love that? should we love? that's why we ask that question okay? where somehow we think that uh, come, uh, because this person this child is happy you know, oh, no, they're happy they're enjoying themselves playing with the fire you know? let them be happy okay and then condoning this, we think that's loving. That ex- that is ex- that is somehow expressing love. You're not expressing love, okay? Because love is concerned about the true happiness of that of that being of the other. If that action is really gonna bring them happiness, then you allow it. Then you help them. You facilitate. You enable. But if you see that is gonna the real result of their action. It's not the, the, the illusory happiness that they may be experiencing at the present moment, but it's going to be real suffering later. To really express love, you have to stop it. Okay? And as you are stopping it, because you are stopping something, doesn't mean that now you have to take on another emotion, you have to take on hate. Okay? Hate is not the emotion that is necessary to stop something. Stopping someone from, from uh, uh, putting into motion the causes for their suffering or the suffering of someone else is love. Is loving them. Is loving all those who are connected with that act, who are going to reap the result of that action. That's loving them. Okay. Stopping someone uh, who may be enjoying something that they're doing and knowing that it's going to bring pain, stopping them is not hating them. Oh, you, you, you're, they're happy. You're not stopping them. Uh, you're stopping them from being happy. You must be. You must. You must hate them. You know, as a child, you probably have told your your parents that. Oh, I hate you. Why? Because the parent is stopping you from doing something that's making you happy at the moment. But the parent stopped you because they know that the real result of that action is going to be pain later. So the parent is willing to sacrifice you not liking them presently knowing that it doesn't matter what reward you give them, but no, they know that ah, you're, gonna, you're safe from that future suffering. And that's all they're concerned about. Okay. And unfortunately, you see a lot of these relationships where it, on, the, on the appearance of it, it seems like it's hate, but deep inside it's love. Sometimes parents have more control to their children. Sometimes mm-hmm. if you are just a friend and you know your friend doing the 
harmful things, mm-hmm. so you don't really have the right to interfere his to life. Interfere. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. He's still an individual. You can address, say, I don't think this will be good for you, but mm-hmm. you really don't have any ro- ability to really get into mm-hmm. his relationship and mm-hmm. stop his cheating his boyfriend or, mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. or go to his office and stop him and fight with his co-worker. This mm-hmm. is not... Well, that depends on the level of, of connection that you establish with this person. And I can think of someone in my life right now, a few maybe, that if they're doing something that is completely, I'm convinced that it is harmful, and they know it is harmful, and yet for some reason they are deluded that there's some benefit in there. I can imagine myself having that level of connection with some people that I can actually you know, lock them up in a room. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't care if they come out and hating me. I can, I can imagine out of myself, I, I have that level of connection with some people. Some people. Okay. Not, not everybody that I know. <laughs> and, and, uh, and what I do is that I, make, I wish. I wish I have that ability with, I have that kind of, kind of connection with everyone. And of course, at some level within them, they are allowing me to do this. They don't all of a sudden see me as a, all of a sudden see me as a, as the devil incarnate. They always, I'm deceived all this time. I thought you were my friend. Now I know for now I know the truth that you really, you really are, are out to get me. And now I see you as a, a, a source of my of, of problem and pain for me. Let me grab my bat. Let me make sure I can get rid of you. Okay. <laughs> at some level, they are, their mind is protected. That from I'm protected. The, the mind is protecting me if that's from, from them con, uh, coming to that conclusion. Okay. And, 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 and you can sort of sense it, okay, that this person is... And, and the thing is, when you don't have that level of conviction, that level of, of connection with, with some people, you're, you locking, up in the, locking them up in their room, is, they're not going to think about, oh, this... this this, this person loves me. I know this person loves me. Why, why is this person behaving this way? What, 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 what harm are they trying to protect me from? What, what happiness is this person is trying to get me into? You know that they will be thinking this way. And it will be beneficial for them. But if you know that instead they're going to be thinking about, oh, I know this person. Now I know the truth. This person is out to get me. I gotta, uh, how do I get away from this person? So this person doesn't do, do this to me so I can stay away from the harm of this person. And uh, waiting for the for you to come into the room and to smash your head with a with a chair or something so that they can run away, right? And you know that if you were to if you were don't have that kind of connection with that person and that's what you did to them and that's what will be going on in their mind. Okay, you protect them from one from one suffering, but you created the cause for another suffering. Okay, so it depends on your connection with that person. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And and that's uh, someone mentioned something about pain involved with with loving someone. Sometimes that's the pain that you 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 are forced to endure. Sometimes you have to see your loved one suffer because you know that for that person, until they go through that kind of pain, they will not change. <laughs> 
the way the way you would like the way they want you want to be changed, and you have to watch it. And and this takes a lot of a lot of courage, because for you it's painful. And uh, you know when we experience pain, the the immediate thing that we want to do we want to stop ourselves from experiencing pain, and we may not we might you know uh, somewhat protect the person from that from this pain. But what we are really doing is protect ourselves from the pain of seeing them in pain. Okay. And then the the benefit that that uh, oh, it's almost saying it, but not really saying it. <laughs> It, it appears I'm going to say it. The benefit that would have come out <laughs> from this experience, you're, you're, you're delaying them from experiencing it. And of course, I refuse to put it, to uh, to to say that pain equals some sort of benefit. Okay, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the pain that they go through equals the benefit, some kind of benefit. But because of their state of mind going through that pain will allow a, a, a realization to, 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 to arise. Okay, they, will, they, are, they are able to have some sort of a, a realization of the pain. It's the first noble truth. The reason that we're not desperately, you know, uh, making uh, the path our very life is because we're not convinced that we are suffering. Once we see that we are suffering, then naturally, we will, that state of mind will compel us to avoid the causes of suffering, will compel us to gather the causes that, that, that will free us from suffering. That's why the first, the first truth is the truth of suffering, that we have to realize it. We have to know that's what's going on. That is our, that is our condition right now. Okay. It's not that somehow suffering equals uh, freedom from suffering. It doesn't make sense to me, and I refuse to uh, to, to make that correlate, make that uh, e- correlation of equality with those two. Suffering and the causes of suffering are my eternal enemies, <laughs> and I will never give the cause of suffering and suffering any measure of benefit. No, any me- what, what I'm trying to say here, any measure of what, what am I saying? Any credit. any credit. Any credit for any measure of good, any measure of, of benefit, and refuse to give them any kind of credit. Okay, they are my eternal enemies, <laughs> and I don't care where I see them, I'm going to attack them. You know what that means? <laughs> it doesn't matter if I see it within myself. If I see it in another, I will attack it. I don't care if I have permission or not. <laughs> <laughs> I would like it to be that way. <laughs> okay. All right? That's my real enemy. And I've made the clear, clear, unmistaken <laughs> uh, 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 discrimination. Okay? And, and it seems like I almost stubbornly will not accept anything else. For as long as there is any ounce of suffering existing in, in samsara, wherever that causes, I'm going after it. Because I can't stand suffering in this cause to such a degree. Okay. So I don't want I don't want it to exist even for a half a millisecond of a millisecond of a thousandth of a any moment at all. Okay. I don't want it to breathe at all for any for any moment. Okay. 
I feel like I'm distracted. So before you begin a meditation, you're supposed to uh, bring up your motivation. Your motivation can be along the line of the conventional, that is, uh, the emotional part, you could say. The emotion of, of love and compassion. And then let that spur you into the meditation. Let it, let it be the, the fuel that guides the meditation. Okay? And, it, and, and, and the closer, the more uh, palpable this motivation is, the more palpable, the more, uh, the deeper you are in, in it, in this motivation, in this emotion, the clearer your mind will be and the more power you will, you will actually feel in the meditation. Okay. That's one approach. And the other approach of setting the motivation now is also along the line of, of uh, wisdom, understanding the true nature of reality. But, somehow your mind must m- mesh those two as one thing. Okay? It's like, look at, uh, you must see it as a coin. One side it appears as with, with head, on the other side it appears as uh, tail, tail, but it's still coin, the same coin. Okay? So, don't over-concern yourself, which one should I, which approach should I take? Should I be the emotional side, or should I be the wisdom side? And you start with the wisdom side, I think this is weak, I should go with the um, uh, emotional side. You start with the wisdom side, oh, stay emotional, so wimpy, and we go to the wisdom side. I've heard that the wisdom side is more powerful. And so, okay, the ultimate nature of the thing is, but that feels so intellectual, let me go back to the emotional side. <laughs> so, don't waste your time trying to go and see which one you should start with. Pick any one, start with it, and then just go. And the next day, maybe you might pick the other coin, the other side of the coin, okay? Uh, but if you understand how when you, when you take any one of them and you go all the way to its very depth you find the other one like if, interesting if you take a coin and you're able to go through it what do you find at the other end? if you start with that head you end up with tail if you start with tail you end up with tail you end up with head okay so if you have that understanding you're just somehow inside the coin so you don't have to worry about wait, man face side or the tail side, should be the face side up or the tail side up. So you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Okay? You're in the coin. <laughs> be one with the coin. <laughs> okay. Alright. Uh, we're not finished with the gulf yet. Because the gulf is still manifesting as a problem. Okay? Alright. So, who are the object of compassion? Have that in your mind. It's everyone, everyone who's involved. Whether it is the person who seems to be the cause of it, or whether those who seem to be the victim of it. They're all the victims of the, my, my eternal enemy. Okay? The causes of the, uh, the mental afflictions. The true causes of suffering. Okay? They're all victims of, of, of that. Okay? So that's your object of compassion, the object of love. And you're going to let your heart go out to them and just feel the love for them. Okay. And, and somehow I want you to uh, see how this lo- love, uh, this is what I want to 
Sematika has really mentioned. Uh, one expression of love is uh, the human expression of it, the way we understand it is wanting the happiness for others. Okay. So somehow see that as being the very principle, the very reason why things exist. Okay. So as you are feeling it, go through that realization. Okay. And let it empower you. That you are, somehow you feel convinced that you are tapping into the very power that would make things possible. And as you're feeling the love and the compassion for those all involved, the ones who are completely deluded, those who are somewhat deluded, those who think that anger will get them the result they want, those who think that uh, they weren't greedy enough, that's why they really get them a bit more greed, maybe they'll get what they really want. They're all deluded. Okay. So you feel compassion for all of them. And as you feel the love empowering you, feel it empowering you, okay. and just that love itself, and then with that wish, may they be happy, may they be free of their suffering, and then completely immersed in wishing them to be happy, wishing them to be free of the suffering, you are completely willing to take on the, 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 the suffering, really completely willing to give away your own happiness. And make that a strong wish. And by the power, very power of that love you feel, you will, be able to, you will be enabled to take on their pain. You will be able to take on their suffering. By the very power of the love you feel, you will be able to give, manifest any happiness that they want. Okay? Until at the very end, you, have, you want to end up with a picture, everybody's happy. Those who are, you have the appearance of causing the problem, those who have the appearance of suffering, being the victim of the problem, and all kinds of beings, all levels of beings were involved, animals, fish, humans, uh, they're all happy. They're all free of the suffering. And then the very environment itself is breathing with happiness. It's, you know, it's breathing happiness. Okay? That's the end, the end image, and then you're, you're looking at it, you say, ah, this is what love does. Okay? And stay uh, with that. Well, that's very brief because I don't have much time to explain <laughs> any further. Right. So that's the meditation. And do the meditation with conviction. Okay. Right. Uh, the few minutes that we have left, that we don't have left, Get into the posture for your meditation. Recall. <coughs> the sense of tranquility that you experienced before. Recall it with such... With such vividness that you actually start to feel it. As soon as you have that taste, stabilize it by observing five cycles of breath.
sustenance uh, arouse that compassion, that love. By focusing on all those who are suffering, either presently or who are, will suffer as a result of this. Let your love and your compassion bring you to a level of almost anxiety that you want to do something, something actual, practical that brings about an actual result. And see all the problems that have come around this, the bickering, the lack of focus on, lack of concern for one another's happiness, and selfishness and greed strengthening themselves by blaming and actually those who are suffering physically, emotionally, again, ignorance and its armies have struck again. our fellow mothers, thrown them into a, a world full of suffering. for all these beings who are suffering. Let it become a strong willingness if these mother beings have to suffer. If suffering has to happen, let me be the one who has to suffer. to be stripped of every ounce of happiness. Even the happiness that I would experience in the far future. So that they can be happy. Let it happen. in this concern for the happiness of others. 
out, try to come in, know that you are in line with the very fabric, the very principle that allows anything to be. sure you're always feeling the love and the compassion. And as soon as you feel it emotionally, stay with it and know that this very feeling is the actual cause that will bring about the end to this problem. You are implementing it just by feeling it.
chat. We can start with the end picture. Whatever you have that making you ha makes you happy, or would be should be a cause for happiness. Think of the potentials for happiness you have in the future, and give them away in the form of light that transforms into whatever will make others happy. Clean, clear ocean. Employment, health. Also going through their minds. The concern for the, true concern for the happiness of one another's neighbor. to your breath and dedicate the might of this meditation to the achievement of your ultimate goal. of the breath, slowly become aware of the body, start with the top of your head, include more and more until you're aware of the whole body from head to toe. 